live in Santa Monica. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Total chaos. Looters had free reign, essentially, for an hour or two. Police were just completely outmanned. They couldn't be everywhere at once. Uh, they hit Third Street Promenade, an extremely wealthy area, uh, part of town, extremely popular with tourists. Um, that's where everybody shops, a lot of brand-name stores there, and hundreds of looters just had a free-for-all there. They just ransacked a bunch of the stores there. They set a couple stores on fire. Um, I walked through there this morning, and it was just an absolute disaster zone. It almost looked like another country. It was extremely disappointing to see, and the Santa Monica police chief is taking a lot of heat because of it. Now there's a recall petition out for her. That is, well, it happened all across America, all kinds of different places. If you, There's a lot of coverage of New York because it's the biggest city and it's because we're all the media. But, I mean, similar sort of thing where it just it looked like the looters had free reign for hours. They did. To just do whatever they wanted. I mean, in, in complete light, you know, the big city lights just shining right on you, just walking up to big well-lit stores and smashing out the window and taking what you want and walking off with no hope of anybody even trying to stop you. All across America, we can't allow this. How do you like that headline? Is that M- NBC? Um, what that is, that? is, is that ABC. The, that's ABC? Yeah, that's Good Morning America. So they're showing the looted stores, and the headline is Anger Across America. That's not anger. That's stealing. It's looting. It's thieves who want stuff. Is there anger? Yeah, hell yeah, there is. A lot of it justified. You don't get to smash that store and take their stuff because you're angry, though. Well, that's not why people are doing it. Right. They're not loading up six big screen TVs in a truck out of a a store because they're angry. It's because they're greedy. And as long as the media continues to conflate a slightly fancy word, meaning act as if they're the same. If they continue to conflate protesters, violent protesters thieves and professional anarchists were never going to get anywhere. You can't call Antifa protesters. You can't call thieves protesters. And at the same time as George Floyd's brother tried to make it infinitely clear yesterday in, in, in Minnesota, you can't paint the poor protesters as the same thing as the thieves and anarchists. It's not fair to the protesters who just want their civil rights. That is why I totally agree with you. We must seize back the streets, not only for the good law-abiding people of America, et cetera, et cetera, but for the protesters. Get those streets back, like the president said, so that George Floyd's brother can be heard. Oh, yeah, it's completely eclipsed the actual protest of the way police, police... uh, well, what, the way they police our cities. Yeah, that um, discussion will be swept away. Oh, it's gone. If there's more chaos. It's gone. It went from a little bit, <clears throat> quite a bit, to a little bit to nothing. It wasn't even on my mind today. I'm just seeing stuff being smashed and stolen. So, yeah, all hope of uh, having a, a productive result of this is gone right now. We should hear from... Uh, from from George Floyd's brother, because this, uh, th- this is something. I understand y'all upset. I doubt y'all have as upset as I am. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, then what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Y'all doing nothing. Because that's not going to bring my brother back at all. It may feel good for the moment, but when it comes down, you're going to wonder what you did. 
My family is a peaceful family. My family is God-fearing. Yeah, we upset, but we're not going to take it. We're not going to be repetitious. In every case of police brutality, the same thing has been happening. Y'all protest, y'all destroy stuff, and they don't move. You know why they don't move? Because it's not their stuff, it's our stuff. So they want us to destroy our stuff. They're not going to move. So let's do this another way. He goes on to say, don't tear up your town. All of this is not necessary because if his own family and blood is not doing it, then why are you? If his own family and blood are trying to deal with it and be positive about it and go another route to seek justice, then why are you out here tearing up your community? Because when you're finished and turn around and want to go buy something, you done tore it up. So now you messed up your own living arrangements. So just relax. Justice will be served. Then you have the the horrible Al Sharpton. Saying, hey, figure out if it's a black-owned business. If it is, spare it. If it's white-owned, tear it down. He is an evil presence, Al Sharpton. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's unfortunate. He's an awful human being. He is almost like if the Russians could hire somebody to make things worse. Yeah. And, yeah, and, really. And, and interject him into these situations. Boy, if you are into civil rights, whether you know from the black point of view or just a civil libertarian or anything like that, um. He is an embarrassing representative. You got to reject him. But so, but, but from what uh, Mr. Floyd there just said, from what Barack Obama wrote yesterday, from what rapper Mike or Killer Mike is that what he's called? Killer yeah. Mike. Yeah. He's been saying. You actually, it, it's unfortunate, and it gets back to you know what they teach in school. I suppose to, I suppose, but it's unfortunate that more people don't believe you actually could organize in your community and get a different district attorney in your town. You actually could do that. Yep. Let's play the Killer Mike clip. I think it's really good. You got that, Sean? 13? I don't care if you go to the old orgs like the NAACP or the STLC or or new organizations like RPG or Next Level Boys Academies or Car Kids or the, new, the, new, um, the Florida Rights Rest- uh, Restoration Project, but join something so that it doesn't feel so lonely. Join something so that your work on a weekly basis can start to add up and help. I would suggest that a couple of those organizations he mentioned are utterly corrupt uh, money grabs for the people in charge of them and have, have completely lost any moral standing. But his his greater point is a good one. We it's got, solid. We got several people that have texted that, because we were talking <laughs> about the Howard Zinn, People's History of the United States of America, which is completely full of crap about race relations in America but ended up being a textbook in a lot of our schools. We got a text from a bunch of people who said, yeah, I went to college in the 90s. That was our textbook Yep, uh, in college history. Tim the lawyer said that was the book, the textbook in his history class. Yeah, I think at least one of my kids, that was college. their textbook too, and I, I railed against it. And scholars <laughs> right and left have said that thing is just garbage. Yeah. But those people are out, you know, out and, and voting and in the streets or whatever with their heads full of crap about race relations in the history of this country. But that's where some of this comes from. Yep, yep. I mean, and what's really unfortunate about it is there is plenty of of ugly stuff there. There's plenty of reality if you want to study race relations in the country. I mean, from the end of the Civil War, especially, you know, post-Reconstruction through, you know, the 1960s, there was horrific racism in the country. Um, particularly in the South. Sorry, South, but it's true. Um, 
And, and we ought to reckon with it, and we ought to understand it, and we ought to deal with it. You don't need Howard Zinn with his bizarre, wild exaggerations and distortions. Because then people think, well, okay, I've been lied to, so I guess that stuff isn't true. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's the old problem with activists. They always overstate their position, so you can't trust them anymore. But I think it's it's really interesting, and this is why I, I don't hate people I don't agree with. Because you can always find something you agree with, even if you both uh, agree that, you know, you like to grow roses or something like that. You can form a human bond. The Barack Obama's uh, statement that he put out, which I don't think will move the needle much at all, um, it, I could have written a couple of paragraphs of it. Um, he says... It's important for us to understand which levels of government have the biggest impact on our criminal justice system and police practices. When we think about politics, a lot of us, a lot of us focus only on the presidency and the federal government. How many times have you heard that out of uh, Armstrong and Getty? Quit being fixated on the presidency. That's not where most governing happens. And to the extent that it's true, that's terrible. Barack Obama plagiarizing our thoughts for his own paper. <clears throat> Probably did it in college, too. Release the transcript! Right! Where's the long-form birth certificate? Never forget! <laughs> it's mayors and county executives that app- appoint most police chiefs and negotiate collective bargaining agreements with police unions. It's district attorneys and state's attorneys that decide whether or not to investigate and ultimately charge those involved in police misconduct. Those are all elected positions. So, I think, you know, nationalized media, the internet... And, I don't know, something else, uh, uh, disco music, have uh, <laughs> have gotten everybody just focused on the presidency. Because human beings want a king. So they can concentrate all their love or all their hate in one person. Because, you know, the way government actually is a little complicated. Energy drinks, I think that's the, uh, the missing ingredient. But they have electrolytes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know who's to blame. I blame the media. Jack right. blames the media blamers. We got this text, uh, apropos something we were talking about last hour. But anyway, I learned the hard way that when your wife, girlfriend asks, do you notice anything different? The correct, the correct answer is not, you shaved your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I gotta do that. Oh, next time. my. Oh, no, no. It's pretty funny. No. <laughs> Oh my God! That'll leave oh, that'll leave geez. a mark. So we're talking about the dishonesty of the the media and the Howard Zinization of the New York Times. I I mentioned this earlier in the show, but you got to hear this. It may be the most egregious, horrific, trying to whip up hatred thing the New York Times has 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 done in in recent years. It's 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 shocking, and it's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Weakness invites aggression. That is true in nature, and it's every bit as true in human society. Our leaders are weak. Predators know it. That's why this is happening. If you let people spray paint obscenities on City Hall, pretty soon they are overturning cop cars. If you put up with that, they'll come right through the front door of the police precinct and they will burn it down. Next thing you know, they are beating people to death in shopping malls. And then what? What happens the next time the mob doesn't like something? What will the mob demand next? Let's hope we never find out, because we are close. I think that is the question. 
I mean, if you're not going to restore order or make it clear that you don't get to do this, whatever the you know whatever started it, you don't get to do this. Then what? What's the mob demand next, or what? What? What reason next time is for smashing the hell out of everything? Yeah, robbing yeah. people. Um, boy, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, told Fox News yesterday they were asked because it was announced the president was going to give a speech in the Rose Garden, and they said, "What should the president say?" and and uh, and he's a military guy and a hawk and a hard ass and all that sort of stuff. Um, but he said, what the president can do is say, we will always respect the right of peaceful protest, as many of these cities saw in the daytime. But the rioting, the anarchy, and the looting ends tonight. If local law enforcement is overwhelmed, if local politicians will do the, not do their most basic job to protect our citizens, let's see how these anarchists respond when the 101st Airborne is on the other side of the street. We're going to send in the 101st? A threat from a U.S. senator to send in the 101st Airborne. Yeah, I don't think that'll become necessary. Oof. So that uh, that was the setup for uh, his speech in the Rose Garden. And then was that after he walked to the church or before he walked to the church? That was before. Yes. Yeah. Which has become quite the deal. Hey, Sean, do you still have that uh, that charming little uh, statement by the Chinese? I oh, think there's a, uh, a great lead in what I was going to do. Yeah, give me one. Chinese government uh, reaching out the hand of uh, friendship and and aid uh, during these difficult times. It was a, a Chinese spokesperson said, uh, Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson says he hopes the U.S. will, quote, safeguard and guarantee the legal rights of ethnic minorities, end quote. Oh, wow, that is so dripping in irony. I'm, I'm wet. If there was a Nobel Prize for irony, that would win it. Of course, the Nobel Prize is stupid at this point. Um, <clears throat> they're good at the propaganda game, though. They've got two million people in uh, concentration camps because of their ethnicity. Right. Right, uh, but for uh, their crime is well, we have a lot of people in prison too. You know, that's for breaking people's heads and stealing their stuff. These people are in prison in China for daring to criticize the government or even just being devout in their religion. Anyway, that is some unbelievable stuff. But I get why China wants to divide us and bring ruin to the United States. I do not get why the New York Times wants to divide us and bring ruin to the United States. Alert listener John sent this along, um, and I thought, oh, no, wait, now, come on. And I went to the original source. Sure enough, New York Times uh, article talking about, um, well, talking about the obvious, what's going on right now in the riots and the rest of it. And here's a sentence. Michael Brown, who died, and this is in Ferguson, Missouri, that young man, the hands-up-don't-shoot thing that never happened according to all the black witnesses. Michael Brown, who died in an encounter with police the same year in Ferguson, Missouri, after walking in the street instead of using the sidewalk. That is, uh, that that should be a crime. That should be like yelling fire in a crowded movie house. That should be a crime. Yep. With what's going on in the streets right now. Uh, I should have dug it up. The Washington Post did a deep dive on this when it was all over. And announced the Washington freaking post. Remember, it's Barack Obama's Eric Holder's Justice Department that said, hands up, don't shoot, didn't happen. Right. And and uh, and no charges and no charges because of the the way he resisted arrest and fighting, you know, robbing a store, all this different sort of stuff. Hands up, don't shoot, never happened. People still wear T-shirts. People still talk about it. It's still referred to. Remember Kamala Harris and others. Elizabeth Warren mentioned it mm. as if it is actually a thing. It's not a thing. It didn't actually happen. But. The New York Times taking it a step further to make it sound like he wasn't in, not only 
not, not only that, he didn't. There was nothing. It's yeah, just a was, guy walking he, down the street. He was jaywalking. Not the strong arm robbery caught on videotape, et cetera, et cetera. And the cop, in particular, this cop was uh, looking out for that suspect. Well, you are really fanning the flames of violence when you put something in that, like that in your newspaper. That is really that's yeah, really amazing. That's unbelievable. And and it's this is an article by. Matt Ferber, Audra D.S. Birch, and Francis Robles. And the title is, What Happened in the Chaotic Moments Before George Floyd Died? And the people writing that article pass off that incredible untruth about the uh, the Michael Brown thing. It's just, I tell you what, well, you know, it's, it's not like you need further proof that the New York Times is completely uh, uh, abandoned. Uh, its principles. Um, and they mentioned some other cases, by the way, that are righteous. Like uh, Eric Garner, who died after the chokehold when he was selling cigarettes without tax stamps. That's one we ought to be talking about. Sure. And, and, Absolutely. And, and the George Floyd thing. Beyond question, there ain't nobody who disagrees that that was a horror and a murder. Why do you throw in the lies? Yeah, it doesn't help. List? It doesn't help. And it gives the people that you're trying to convince ammunition to dismiss the other stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, you have killed your own argument. San Diego's doing away with the various chokeholds, among other police departments. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Whether you like it or not, I know some of you guys are different persuasion, and that's okay. I fully understand it. I understand both. I'm, I'm for everybody. I'm representing everybody. I'm not representing radical right, radical left. I'm representing everybody. But you have to know what you're dealing with. And, and it's happened before. It's happened numerous times. And the only time it's successful is when you're weak. And most of you are weak. And I will say this, what's going on in Los Angeles, I have a friend who lives in Los Angeles, they say all the storefronts are gone. They're all broken and gone, the merchandise is gone. It's a shame, I, it didn't look as bad as that to me. Maybe it was the sunshine, I don't know. Most of you are weak. <laughs> That's Trump on the Thank phone. Thank you, sir, may I have another? <laughs> That's Trump on the phone with all the governors yesterday. Some of you, most of you are weak. Wow. He's right about the storefronts, though. Los Angeles, Santa Monica, New York, all across the country, where just just store after store after store after store. They had hours to loot with with no resistance. Mm-hmm. You can't continue like that. They're gonna run over you. You're gonna look like a bunch of jerks. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently. So I said, this is all I said right before the break. San Diego has announced they're looking at doing away with the chokeholds in the police department. Uh, got blasted by one of our law enforcement people. Apparently saying chokehold is like using the term assault weapon if you're uh, to a gun person. Mm. It's uh, pejorative. They're, they're, they're not chokeholds. They're not designed to choke you, I guess. They're restraint holds. But the, the people that hate them call them chokeholds. But anyway, any hold that involves uh, putting your anything around the neck to... to Hold to somebody. choke someone? To, ch- to hold them or choke them? I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, anyway, so do you say Biden made an announcement about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, again, this reporter, I'll be sure to, to get in his mentions, let him know that he shouldn't call it a chokehold. 
But uh, well, from his point of view, he's he's not going to mind calling it a chokehold. Uh, the yeah, Biden endorsed legislation that would would ban chokeholds. I'm assuming that would be nationwide. Yeah, you'd have to hear from law enforcement on how often or how uh, effective or blah blah blah. Um, you know that 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 scumbag with the smug smile on his face who 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 you know choked a dude to death in broad daylight. He's you know it's not going to have any effect on a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully he'll be in prison for the rest of his life. Well, this doesn't necessarily affect that point of view, but I found it very interesting. If I can trust this, it's from the same New York Times article where they blatantly lied about the Michael Brown Ferguson Missouri thing. Um, uh. They mention that, I want to make sure I get this exactly right. Um, so they arrived to find a drunk Mr. Floyd having just passed a, a bad $20 bill, allegedly. And he wouldn't get in the car, struggled with officers, intentionally falling down, saying he was not going in the car, refusing to stand still. Here's the part that I want to work up to. Even before he was placed on the ground under Officer Chauvin's knee, According to the prosecutor's account, while standing outside the car, Mr. Floyd began saying repeatedly he could not breathe. And then it was a couple minutes later after he'd said it repeatedly that the whole down-on-the-ground knee thing happened, and he continued to say, I can't breathe. And this is in the liberal New York Times. Um, Well, if a guy says he can't breathe for eight minutes... Yeah. And everybody around you saying he can't breathe. You well, might want to get your knee cops, off his freaking neck, you loser murderer. Yeah, one of the cops uh, actually, and this will probably save his skin, um, said, and again, I want to get it right, um, Officer Kyung um, said, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Officer Lane asked, shouldn't we roll this guy over, over on his side? Chauvin replied, no, stay and put where we got him. Lane said, I'm worried about excited delirium or whatever. That's why we have him on his stomach, Chauvin responded. Then Kyung later checked the right wrist for a pulse. I couldn't find one. Still, none of the officers moved. Yeah, that's just impossible to understand. But Yep. Um, you have to do the right thing no matter how pissed off you are or annoyed. You just have to or you can't be a cop anymore. Well, and if you're watching some other guy who's lost it, you got to do the right thing, even if it's going to, you know, make your life really miserable. That you went against, uh, you know, your superior or a coworker or whatever. Right. But you know what's really extraordinary to me, and because I want to understand these things, you know, I, I I'll condemn them just fine. I'm a talk radio host, but I really want to understand them. They did all that in front of a crowd of people with their phones out recording it and saying for god's sake you got to get off the guy you would think self-preservation right would yeah. make you think oh this one is a powder keg even if you wanted to kill the guy like right. that was your goal right you would think i can't do it now right because i'll end up in jail yeah this this one is a powder keg that that is that or is... if you've had 17 complaints over your 20-year career and have never really faced punishment for it yeah, I, I I would assume most of that happened pre cell phone days, right? But you get, but you get, uh, you, you, you build up an immunity sure. towards consequences. Sure, sure, that could be that. Well, yeah, a lot of people have said that. Chris Christie said the same thing. You, you got to wonder what the culture is that you know allows that to happen. 
what the history is of right. How know. did how did he get to that point? My my concern about going a little too far apparently isn't there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. I we were asking about this guy's record of seventeen complaints. In how long had he been on the forest? Year twenty twenty one years. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. And we got cops saying that's pretty typical of an urban policeman, and other cops saying that's extraordinary. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So um, once I again, don't, I don't know the answer to that one. No. Um, I thought this was interesting because there's a lot of talk of putting the military on the streets because the the president has talked about it and various senators have. And it looks like the military is on the streets, but that's your local police department because they have uh, military gear, which is another topic for uh, conversation someday. But anyway, got this one. I'm a retired weekend warrior, Army Reserve. Uh, to think of my brothers and sisters in the National Guard one day working from home and the next day in their own downtown with a loaded M16 facing civilians chucking rocks at them is chilling. All the training in the world does not prepare one to face his own people prepared to shoot to kill. I was thinking about that with my brother who retired recently. I'm glad he's not still active because he was a military police. He's the very person that some of the, the senators are calling to put on the street. Mm-hmm. And then you're on the street with a loaded gun with a lot of really worked up people doing crazy stuff and throwing rocks at you. What do you do to protect yourself, to just, to do your job of restoring order? Boy, we sure don't oh. need another Kent State no, that in this would, country. No, that would be a rough situation to be in. Yikes! Yikes! Everybody keep cool. How about when they flew over the protesters last night with the Black Hawk helicopter in Washington, D.C.? In the United States of freaking America, they used a Black Hawk helicopter flying low over to people, just like a, like we do with the Iraqis, to make sure, hey, hey, look, we got some power here. Hmm. I don't know. On, ugly on, times. On one hand, you think that's uh, that that that's a frightening uh, overstep of government power. On the other hand, the streets have been lost to thugs. Right. Right. And anarchists. Anarchist lunatics. We got uh, uh, we received hundreds of emails mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. We feature them occasionally. Um, Terry says, "I remember a while ago you had an author on that said America would have to be torn down, then it could be rebuilt." Who was that? I mean, that's that's kind of misstating what they were saying. I can I has to be an overstatement. Have a vague memory of that. Um, I can't remember who it was. There, there were well, not like an Antifa tearing down America, but that I, I can't I'll have to think about it. Yeah, we haven't had yeah. many. You know, what's funny is we'll get an email saying that was when you talked to uh, Zibazab about his book Zibazi. Um, the people remember way better than we do. <laughs> well, anyway, we appreciate it. Paul in San Jose suggests that uh, we go back to the old days when farmers would use rock, salt, and their shotguns to chase away crop stealers. We the people on this farm. It wouldn't Thank kill you, them. Mitt. Thank you, Mitt. But the sting from a salt wound would make them wish they they were dead. Let's start using this on the looters and certain protesters. The old uh, shotgun loaded with salt. I remembered hearing about that as a kid when I would go on various childhood misadventures. People would say, I remember a friend of mine saying, no, nah, I hear that guy has a shotgun with rock salt and he'll shoot you for cutting across his land. Shooting at children with shotguns. Stay off the lawn. Well, with with rock salt. And then this, MB is dead serious about this, and MB has corresponded through the years, I believe. An old friend in the L.A. area who emigrated from China about 20 years ago says many of her friends um, who are still citizens of China are being contacted by the Communist government, the Communist Party, and told to join the protests and join the unrest if it occurs in their area. Some are even being offered cash to do so. I don't doubt that. That is so fascinating. 
that aspect of it, what the Russians are up to, what the Chinese are up to. Yeah. Now, so this is a faux account. Friend of a friend. Literally, his Chinese-American friends, as many of her friends. This is why it gets so complicated so fast on this stuff. Russia could be putting out that. Yeah! Mm-hmm. It's the old double reverse. Yeah. Or a flea flicker or something. Russia could be putting out fake information that China is paying Chinese Russia nationals. Russia could be contacting Chinese nationals. Or, yeah, could pretend- actually be con- yeah. Right. Russia is calling Chinese nationals claiming to be the Chinese Communist Party. Funding them to go riot in the streets. Exactly. And the checks are actually written by the mullahs in Iran or the Revolutionary Guard or something. I hope we're as evildoers. Now, in theory, we did this sort of thing in like uh, various countries around the world for years, right? We did this sort of thing. Misinformation, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, you know, and sowing the seeds of unrest and all that. Yeah, yeah. It, sometimes people say, and I almost said something uncharitable, why would I do that? Why would I hurt people's feelings during these troubled times? I almost used the term ignoramus, Jack. Sorry if to drop an eye bomb on you people. <laughs> The people who, for for instance, when uh, when the Russians were trying to screw with us and, and, and divide us and mess with the election and all, and the campaigns, they said, well, we do that sort of thing. Uh, all right, listen, congratulations for understanding that. The point is not that it's immoral. The point is that it hurts us. I want to prevent it, not because I think it's just unthinkable. Gambling in Casablanca? Uh, espionage in international relations? Why, I never. No, that's not the point. The point is that they're trying to hurt us, and we don't want to be hurt. So, yes, we've messed with our enemies through the years. Of course. And we're doing it today. That might be my next career. I, I'm good at that. Um, But anyway, uh, yeah, of course they're doing it. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, George Will wrote a hell of a nasty uh, editorial about Donald J. We were talking about it earlier today. But no matter what you think about the Tangerine Tornado, his his final paragraph I thought was quite good. His final sentence, and I, I, I closed it a second ago, but his point was, we need to get our house in order. The enemies of America, when they sleep, sleep lightly. And China and Russia are watching. So true. No doubt. So true. They're going to wait till we're at our weakest and most preoccupied, which, by my reckoning, is one thirty this afternoon. Um, and they are going to get hanky. They are going to jump ugly. Is cancel culture about to strike the sports world with a, um, a broadcaster who made the mistake of saying all lives matter? And you're not allowed to say that, apparently. Uh, if you haven't heard that story, stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, my. Oh, Joe, 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 Joe. My friend Joe, not me, Joe. Yeah. Well, as he says, uh, if you decide to start cutting your own hair, have the wife do the back for you. I thought I nailed it when I was doing it myself, and the picture is hilarious. (laughs) Absolutely hilarious. So he cut his own hair, and it didn't go well. Why didn't he take advantage of haircut night in America Friday night on CBS? (laughs) I do not know. (laughs) <laughs> Little patience. That's all he needed. <laughs> his, uh, his, he, you know, he's got quite a close cropped hairdo. It's uh, the way he swings, and it's supposed to be straight in the back. 
It looks like the east coast of the United States, including Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Fine fellow, though. I'll attempt not to giggle at him. (laughs) So I might have to follow up on this tomorrow. Um, So uh, a guy who's uh, the voice of a professional sports team, Grant Napier, voice of the Sacramento Kings basketball team, for 32 years? Tweeted as a response to Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, and, uh, and you know, that whole story. What's weird was it wasn't even a retort. It was an agreement. Yeah. He was not saying, I don't like your movement, All Lives Matter. He was saying, absolutely, yeah, All Lives Matter. Uh, but he said, as you put it so brilliantly, he said Voldemort. <laughs> You're not he allowed to say that. He spoke the unspeakable. Yeah, even though it's perfectly defendable. Oh, and, yeah. and the guy is a good dude, raises all sorts of money for underprivileged kids. So this particular announcer has been suspended by the radio station he works for and the uh, uh, NBA team that he works for. And they're doing what corporations always do. They're waiting to see, is this about to turn into a big thing where we got to fire him or will it pass and uh, go away? Uh, I haven't heard much about it. Maybe it's going to the um, the arbitrariness of this is also troubling if oh, you're yeah. if you're in the public eye because if it's a slowish news day and one of these cable news channels needs a little something a little pick me up a little something to argue about yeah they pick up or this to story act outraged about and the black guests on the panel say this is outrageous and cannot stand right he's done right. he loses his job and mm-hmm. his career's over if uh, there's other news to talk about if trump holds up a bible in front of the church and tear gas some protesters then maybe he survives because it didn't get talked about and it just disappears because the news cycle's so fast right. it'll be gone in a couple of days and he gets to keep his career right. that, that's how arbitrary these things are yeah, yeah. Um, there was one more. I was going to make a point. It seemed important at the time. Flashed through my head. Arbitrary. Oh, you know, I think it's ironic that uh, a lot of folks on the left want felons, for instance, to be uh, to get the right to vote, to have their records cleaned. You can't even ask somebody if they committed a serious violent felony to apply for a job. Why? Because people make mistakes, and they have to be forgiven and be allowed to get on with their lives. But if you make the slightest verbal mistake... A political correctness They mistake. want you executed, or at least your your career over. Yeah. Really, folks? Really? That, that's a pretty good comparison right there. I'll have to think that through. I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready to listen to the final thoughts from Armstrong again. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons in the control room. He keeps us on the air. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, going to get away from cable news this afternoon. Just make some nachos, maybe watch a Dustin Hoffman movie. I was thinking Ishtar, the classic. There you go. <laughs> Have you ever seen Little Big Man? If you want to watch a Dustin Hoffman movie, for some reason that popped into my head the other day. I love that movie. Which one's that? Uh, Where he's the uh, the Indian. And oh, I have seen that. Yeah. 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 Hey, he's uh, with Custer. Our producer, Positive Sean. Final thought, Sean. Yeah, similar to how I started the show, don't let the important conversations get hijacked by the dumbest 10% on each side of every argument. These are conversations we need to have, and they are capable of uh, being had. Just don't let them get hijacked. I agree completely. Jack, a final thought to share with us? I guess there's something going on called Hashtag Blackout Tuesday, where all celebrities are not tweeting for a day or something to show Good. solidarity. Or Can man, we make this permanent? <laughs> this might be the weakest hashtagism I've ever seen. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my final thought, uh, it's a little Gandhi-esque, but uh, forgive me. Uh, reach out to somebody you don't normally reach out to or you normally disagree with or, or whatever. Maybe on Twitter, maybe in person. Find something you agree about and find the humanity in the other person. Maybe Can we somebody... both agree you're an idiot? Will that work? <laughs> for instance, <laughs> for instance, maybe it's somebody who doesn't look like you, that sort of thing. Engage them and recognize that... I'll be damned. They're human. You are very Gandhi-esque. People say that all the time. Armstrong, people are saying that. They are. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks for a little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to drop us a line, it's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The website, all of the podcasts are there. You can download them easily. Get some A&G swag if you like. We'd appreciate the support. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? They're going to run over you. You're going to look like a bunch of jerks. Armstrong and Getty.